0: Going to read one verse from Matthew the sixteenth chapter. Brother Danny was supposed to be preaching this morning. He was on schedule to preach, and um, all of the activity before service, I uh, told him I was going to excuse him and let him make make it back up. So uh, I'm on a wing in a prayer this morning. So. Uh, We'll see what the Lord wants to speak to the church. Matthew chapter 16, verse number 18. And I say unto thee that thou art Peter, and upon this rock, what are the next five words? Why don't you say them out loud with me? I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. The church cannot be destroyed. The church is an indestructible force. Even hell cannot stop the church of the living God. Give the Lord a hand clap of praise as you're seated this morning. I asked for a ride yesterday and my father-in-law obliged and allowed me to hop in his truck and He shared a little story with me about his amazing miracle. It's Dan's cell phone miracle this week. He lost his keys but never found them. He lost his cell phone and there was a miracle involved. He was driving from his home and as he rounded the jog up at Speedway on State Road 28, from his back bumper slid his nice new-looking smartphone and into the road. And remarkably, with such heavy traffic and an intersection, the phone survived. Of course, instead of Dan giving God the credit for the miracle, he said, I'm glad I had a case on it. Perhaps we should explain to Dan that an otter life LifeProof, whatever, none of those will hold up to Vehicular traffic. They're not rated for vehicular traffic. But some nice lady saw a cell phone and stopped and picked it up. And after multiple calls with my mother in law, uh, they finally answered the phone on the other end. And some way through the language barrier, they were able to discover that uh, the cell phone belonged to Dan and he was able to recover it without a scratch. Now, that's a miracle. He got his cell phone back without a scratch. But the cell phone is not indestructible. As a matter of fact, I know in this room this morning, particularly if I was talk to these young 20-year-old young men that are in the room today. I remember when I was there, and uh, I thought I could lift a house. I thought I could do anything, uh, just inimaginable feats. There was nothing that was impossible with me. Uh, And I thought my body would always agree with that. And then, of course, finally I reached 40. And then 50. Can I get a witness this morning? And I discover how destructible that my body uh, actually is. There really is nothing in life that is indestructible. I, I, I recognize that everything in this earth is made, it's destructible. It's easily destroyed as a matter of fact. I, I realize how fragile, how fragile life is. And, and how quickly we can go from being a healthy A specimen of humanity to very quickly our life uh, being brought into perspective. Jesus talked a little bit about uh, the temple, and as Jesus stands with the religious leaders, he tells them, Destroy this temple. And he says, In three days, I will raise it up again. Of course, they were thinking of the physical temple, and they thought Jesus was referring to a building. And in fact, he wasn't referring to a building, but Jesus was referring to his physical temple. Uh, And he was referring to the cross. And he was referring to uh, the cross of Calvary uh, and his life uh, resurrecting from the grave after three days. Jesus was saying, uh, you may crucify me, but in all reality... Uh, You may kill humanity, but you will never kill the God that lives within me. He was saying, you can crucify me, but I am incapable of being overcome. You can bury me, but the grave will never be able to hold me. You can take me down, but I am incapable of being defeated because God was in Christ and he was unconquerable because he had something that humanity did not have. Jesus and Peter are having a discussion about his deity, and what Jesus is saying about the church. He said, uh, I, "I will, I will build my church, and even the gates of hell shall not prevail." Against it. Now, I'm not going to preach long this morning because I want to save my voice to preach to you this evening a message that I want all of our teachers and everyone to hear. And I see our cleaning crews are arriving, so I won't be much longer this morning. But I want to tell you that Jesus is declaring that there is one thing in this world that is indestructible, and that is His church. I'm not going to get into the variables. I'm not going to get into the variables. But I've seen people rise against the church and they end up being destroyed and lose out because they stood against the church. Don't ever bet against the church. Don't ever stand against the church. I've seen troubled times come and I've seen economies go up and I've seen economies go down. I've seen people come to churches and I've seen people leave churches. But I'm here to tell you this morning that in the most troublesome times I've seen the church unite, link arms together and rise to the occasion because it was not man that said it but it was God that declared it. I will build my church. I've seen scandals come against the church, but I've never seen the church do more than just rocked on its heels because every time the church will step up and the church will come forward because we are anchored to the rock Christ Jesus. Jesus said there is one indestructible force on this planet. This building can burn to the ground. Winds and waves may be able to destroy it, but he said not the church. The church isn't a building but the church is a dynamic power and a force that was started on the day of Pentecost and Jesus said the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church The word indestructible simply means incapable of being overcome. It would never, it is impossible for it to be defeated. It is absolutely unconquerable. I want you to know today that when you place your feet and anchor your family and anchor your life in the church. Oh, I didn't say the church is is perfect. I didn't say the church is not going to have troublesome times. But I will tell you this morning that there is one place that you can always count on and that is the church the church of the living God. It will prevail through troublesome times. It will stand through the storm and through the rain. It will stand when the rest of the world is being shaken. The Bible puts it like this and says it will declare that it will be unshaken in the midst of a shakable world. When everything in the world is shaken it is the church that will remain unshook the church the church is the only hope of this world Dylan came in a few days ago, and he said, "Dad, we need a homeless shelter in our community. Dad, we need to we need to do something. Uh, we we need we need I come this morning to tell you that we, that we can we can do everything in the world and have every outreach and every evangelism effort. We can do whatever we want to do. But I'm going to tell you what it really comes down to. It what we really need is we really need to just anchor ourselves in the church." We can think about retirement. We can think about laying up treasure here. But the Bible said that the moths are going to come and are going to eat it and the fire is going to melt it and the rust is going to corrupt it and it's all going to rot. But I'm going to tell you there's one place there's one place that you can put your you can place your feet in I'm glad I raised my family in the church I'm glad I got married in the church I put my marriage in the church I raised my family in the church I spend as much time as possible at the church because it is the church no I'm not talking about a building but I'm talking about something that not man but God declares it's indestructible even the most powerful forces of hell that you can imagine Imagine up, whatever you can think of can't stand as a resistance against the church because this is God's church this is God's bride he is engaged to the church he said I'll return I'm not returning for a good stock market I'm not returning for a good economy but I'm returning for a church that has made herself ready, I wonder this morning is there a church under the sound of my voice that is decided and I'm made up in my mind, Come what may, I'm staying with the church. I'm closing this morning when the ship begins to sink, they say the most dangerous po- point is when they begin to exit the ship to try to save their life. Because as that ship begins to sink, It has all sorts of turmoil. All sorts of things that happen around it. In a boating class that I was part of, they said if you're involved in a boating accident and you're conscious, the very best thing that you can do is you need to stay with the boat. Stay with the ship. All troubled times are going to come. Winds and waves are going to blow. Some are coming. Some are going. But I come this morning to tell you that if you will stay in the church, doesn't matter what's going on around you. I'm going to cling to the church. The church is destined to live in dying times. It's destined for victory in times of defeat. The church is... Destined for joy in times of destruction. It's destined to reign in times of ruin. It's destined for heaven. When the world turns chaotic and turns to hell. The church of the living God is indestructible. I'll declare to you today, I don't know where my life would be without the church. I wouldn't want to know where I would be without the church I've got to have the church in my life you won't make it without the church I don't know what people do this week a friend of our church buried a daughter she reached out we reached back what do people do when the chaos of life comes and they don't have the strength of the church better is one day in the house of the lord than a thousand elsewhere i would rather have one moment in the presence of god than to live the rest of my life enjoying the pleasures of sin Friend of mine, if you're not connected to the kingdom of God, I'm not talking about a local body this morning, I'm talking about the kingdom of God. If you're not saved and know you're saved, if you're not walking with God with all of your heart, soul, mind, and strength, I want to tell you this morning that just as uncertain as it was when my phone rang a little before nine o'clock this morning, said, We have smoke in the building. It there's a fire somewhere, sprinklers been set off. For a moment I was a little confused. How could this possibly be? We have a new building. These kind of things are not supposed to happen. It's the same when the phone call comes and says the tumor was malignant. The heart disease is widespread. Family member's not going to make it. Where do you turn? Where do you go then? When the rest of the world is looking to drugs or looking to alcohol or looking at perversion, turning to all sorts of escape mechanisms, I tell you where the church looks. We look to one another because we're our brother's keeper. It's at those moments that I recognize I've got to have the church. You want to know the condition of the church? I'll tell you the condition of the church. Go into her classrooms this morning, see teachers that spent their Saturday studying, preparing for this lesson this morning. Look at a children's ministry that's been increasing, Sunday school teachers that's been reaching. Look at our youth group, our young adults. I'm so proud of these groups. Look at the young ministers that are rising in our assembly. Look at the young preachers that we're sending out. Look at the churches that we're starting. Look at the evangelists and the missionaries that are going out. Show up for one of the prayer meetings or one of the Bible studies that's happening through the week. I'll show you the condition of the church. No, we may not be perfect. You want to know the condition of the church? Look around you at our families. No, they may have trouble, but they're staying together. It may not be perfect, but they're making it. By the help of the Lord, they're making it. Where would we be if we didn't have God? Where would we be if we didn't have the church? You want to know the condition of the church? Look at our stand for truth. I received a text message yesterday along with our staff. Thank you, Pastor, for standing with truth and godliness. Thank you for that text message. You want to know the condition of the church? Look around you. Look at the number of people that sold out, absolutely sold out to apostolic doctrine. They're not willing to turn... I'm so thankful and proud, godly proud of this music team that comes every week. They come early and lead us. They come. They're in the prayer room. When some of us maybe should join them, I'm going to tell you the church isn't going down. The church is moving forward. The church is moving forward. One of our very own ministers is going to be opening. And in AYC, in the next four weeks, going to be standing between 30, uh, uh, in front of more than 30,000 people praying the prayer of faith and asking the, God to sweep in and meet with us in that house today. I tell you what's happening in the church. We're raising up people, we're raising up students, we're raising up all oh, the old adage that nothing's going to happen around the church, all oh, that's long gone. We are a force that is united together. I showed up this morning and saw people instead of driving off and leaving, they were staying waiting. Pastor, we're going to have church today. Whatever we have to do. It was hard decisions to make. Do we stay here? Do we go to the Delphi building? Do we attempt to have service? We have cleaning crews that are entering in now and working. What do we do? What do we do? Difficult decisions. But it all speaks it all speaks to a pastor when I see a church. It unites together and says, it's Sunday. I want to worship the Lord. I want to call on the name of the Lord. I want to give somebody an opportunity. If you're in the room today and you're not part of the church, I invite you. I invite you to be part of the church. Here, we don't join... Church. I tell you how you join. You just show up and you decide you want to be part. But here's how you really become connected it's a spiritual thing. The Bible tells us this is what we have to do if we want to be saved. We must repent of our sins. Repentance is asking God to forgive us, it's making a conscientious decision that I want to change. I'm not going to be the person I've been, but I'm going to be a new creature in Jesus Christ. It's believing in His Word and trusting in Him and by faith, taking a step of faith of walking away from the old life and walking toward a new life. That's, that's real repentance. The first thing is we got to repent of our sins. The second thing, we have water ready. We have towels and robes in the back. And if you have never been baptized in Jesus' name, this would be a good morning for you to be baptized in Jesus' name. This would be a great morning as a matter of fact. If you've never been baptized, you should be baptized today because when you are baptized, you come out of that water and all of your sins and the guilt that are associated with those sins from your past are left behind you and you come out of that water. It is a public confession, but there is something that happens in the Spirit and those sins are removed and forever put behind you. And then there is a promise of you living As a brand new creature in Christ Jesus, as He fills you with a marvelous and wonderful gift of His Spirit. Having not part of God, but all of God living within me. And now I'm not alone, but I have Christ in me. That is my hope of glory. And that's what really connects us to this church, this indestructible church. It's when we are born again. We're born again now. Not born to my old human nature, but now born into the body of Christ. So you don't join, but you're born into the body of Christ, and that's how you do it. If you've never repented of your sins, if you've never been baptized, or if you've never received the Holy Ghost, this would be a great day for that to happen in your life. Stand with me all over the building this morning. I know we've already gathered in the front, but I'm calling you again this morning. Would you come forward? Everybody in the room, nobody waiting in the back. Would everybody come forward with us, every friend, every guest? every new member, every saint of God that's been part of this church, everybody that can, come gather around the front this morning. And if you've never repented of your sins, now would be a good time. As you walk forward, I want you to begin to do it right now. Eyes are closed. Nobody's looking around. Nobody's looking at you. But would you begin to talk to the Lord right now all over this room with a hand lifted high toward heaven. And just say, God, my hand is a symbol of my surrender of my heart to you today. I'm surrendering my life to you, Lord. I I repent of everything I've ever done that's wrong, every horrible, hideous sin, every small and willful sin, every lie, everything I've ever done, God, I put it behind me. I detest it, I don't want that old life, but I put it behind me. I repent of it, I want to go forward in faith in the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, forgive me make something new out of this old person that I am come on you talk to God you talk to the Lord this morning as you're speaking to him right now he is forgiving you he is forgiving you those sins are being put behind you and if you have never been baptized in Jesus name why don't you make that commitment right now why don't you look at your neighbor and tell him I want to be baptized this morning we have ministers that will work with you that will help you this morning We'll get you baptized in Jesus' name. This will be a great morning. This will be a great morning. This will be a great morning. And if you've never received the baptism of the Holy Ghost, you ought to throw your hands in the air right now. And by the power and authority of the Word of God, I speak a refreshing of the Holy Ghost. I speak an outpouring of the Holy Ghost. Lord, let your spirit flow among your people this morning. Come on, CLC. Let's lift up... Let's lift up some praise in the house this morning. Let's lift some praise in the house today.